Basketball juice. I got a basketball juice. I got a basketball juice. Ooh, baby. What's the score? Is it 52 apiece, half time? 52 50, each. 52 yeah. each. You, you all had a good day at work? Yeah, man. It's, it's, nice, it's nice to be in the pub, innit, at the end of a long day. Of course. I could really do if I triple vodka. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, hello and welcome. Oh. Come and join us in this quiet little corner of the, uh, the BTR pub, the ball and bag. Um, <laughs> How are you? It's me, Pabs, joined as always by my main man, Ads. How are you, sir? I'm just nipping the bar to get some Nobby's nuts. <laughs> I'm just looking for the bars if I can see some, actually. Not seen it. I think that might be Stephen A. Smith on the telly in the background. Uh, we're also joined by our northernmost correspondent, the brave-hearted Mr. Grant Young. How are you, sir? can't believe there's no tenants at this bar. <laughs> it's our pub. We do what we want. And we're joined by the uh, sad, lonely southwesterner. No. Just kidding. Bless him. What are you drinking there, Mr. Nicholson, the media guru? The the, the piss head in the corner of the pub that bores the shit out of everyone. I didn't drink anything <laughs> to get me over this weekend. Anything and everything. Bless you. Well, you're, you're kind of spared. There'll be some questions, no doubt, relating to the weekend. Don't spare we're, me. Don't spare me. We're basically handing the show over to the listener. So come on into the pub, have a seat, and fire away with some questions. Well, I'm definitely not spared then in that case. We've got quite a few questions. What we will do, though, is we'll, keep, we'll stick to the, uh, to the regular um, uh, weekly awards, which we'll bang out. We'll do them first, and that'll give us a chance to talk about some of the games we saw as well in locking in some of our um, players of the week in our BTR5. Gosh, week five now. That's gone quick, isn't it? Uh, last week, of course, uh, Nick Lewis, Macy Jack, Trent Buttrick, TJ Atwood and Matt Morgan were in the running. And TJ Atwood was the man everybody voted for. So TJ Atwood, and that was a monster stat line. He did some monster stat lines again this weekend, um, particularly in that first game against the Gladiators. But we need a new, we need another five uh, BTRs. Four of us, so we'll lock one in each. Who'd like to go first? Me to get in the first round. Sorry, I forgot that bit. Oh, oh you go to the bar then. Uh, <laughs> look at Grant's face. <laughs> go on then, Ads. Are you locking in? Nick Lewis. Oh, is this is this your uh, replacement for Mark Lovin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what an epic win that was! Of course, were you? Was it away or was it at home? I can't remember. The last the you, last you, game. Yeah, were you there for it? No. Scheduling again, BBL. Doesn't fit in. Yeah. Eight PM man, what a late, late finish on a Saturday. I seem to remember Nick Lewis hitting a very, very deep three in that game. And he also had an assist to die for. He's not got any assists on the he's not been credited with it. Oh. That's interesting. Maybe that's uh, maybe that will highlight something. Maybe you should get an assist. Yeah. And um, also, he was a bad boy at the end of the uh, end of the game where he he scored the uh, 
end of the Cheshire game, I think it was. He decided to score a basket. You know, when the game's dead. Oh, and yeah. Everyone's there. That, <laughs> no, all the American players don't like that, do they? Yeah. Nah, I'm not having that because uh, TJ Atwood reacted the same yeah, to uh, Lucas same. Pleaser. He's an Ameri- American player, isn't he? At the end of the day, the league can be decided by points if it's head-to-heads tied. That all points matter. Maybe that's something that doesn't translate as well. Like it, obviously we know every point counts. So if you've got a chance, Ovi did it one year and he got absolutely slated for it. We had a big debate on our show as to whether or not players should do it. But like you say, it it could come down to points difference. So anyway, Nick Lewis, you're locking in there. Um, Grant, let's go to you next. Where are you going with this? I'm going Cam Holden. Mm. There was a bit of annoyance from uh, some of the guys in the uh, fantasy, wasn't there? What, because one minute he's not very good, the next minute he was incredible. Didn't somebody trade him? When Ali Gilfillan had traded him. Yeah, Nicholson picked him <laughs> up well and hilly. Oh, Nicholson. That's a steal, that is. Especially <laughs> when he's getting, like, index of 20 and a losing effort against London. And then I think he was also pretty decent against Manchester as well. If not... But his uh, performance alone, what was he? Cam Holden, ah, 12 points against um, Manchester. So he's had a good weekend. So yeah, him. Nice. Nicholson? I am going to lock in Kimball McKenzie. Kimball? 22 points, 28 index. Nice. Six rebounds, six assists at the same time. That's nice. Nice work. I'm just going through, man. I'm not sure who I'm going to pick. I'm tempted to... Uh, I was tempted for Maceo Jack, but because you've put Cam Holden in, I'm reluctant to go for him. Um, Kipper Nichols had a decent game. 14 points, uh, five rebounds, three assists. Kipper Nichols was 100% scoring. Someone needs to probably drop Jamal Anderson's name in here. Oh, what about Jamal Anderson? Jamel's yeah. been phenomenal, actually. I was just going to look through that. Against, um, is he playing 40 minutes a game still? <laughs> yeah, 40 minutes a game. And, Jamel, uh, yeah, Jamel for me. I tried again, to wedge him in the other week. 19, 7 and 6 against Leicester, 27 index. Fantastic new podcast as well that's popped out that uh, Grant highlighted me too and I shared it with the world before they were ready. Yeah, no, brilliant. You need to uh, superb. Um. Whelan's awesome. Pat, Pat Whelan's really good on it as well. He's really funny. Uh, and of course, Gino is just Gino's Gino, um, which was great. But we now need to decide. So, so far, Nick Lewis, Cam Holden, Kimball McKenzie, Jamel Anderson. We need to decide on one more. Tonight's game doesn't count, of course. We're recording this Monday night. That will be on next week's potential five. So, what, what do we what do we think then, fellas? Uh Kipper Nichols is, is a name I'll throw out there. Tevin Ollison had a good game. Brad Green had a good game as well. Um, obviously, I feel like we're not giving enough love to Macy or Jack. Well, I did say Macy or Jack. I, but I, I didn't know if it was 24 points. He's index 23. So led the team in scoring. He can't be that far away from um, Matt Morgan in terms of scoring, surely. Well, see, what about Ramsey from Sheffield? 11, 7, and 7. Is there any of you picking Kipper? Cool. Well, Kipper's got the far higher index. 11, 7 to 7 is triple double watch, isn't it? I would then throw in Ian DeBoss for Thursday's game, but 
Is that where he got? Well, he didn't. He played well against Sheffield. Twenty points. Shame about his turnovers though against Sheffield. Yeah, that's what knocked his. Uh, yeah. Ads, what do you I reckon? Mean, well, I'm happy with Kipper. Because Kipper's, Kipper's the Kipper, man. I feel like <laughs> Kipper's our guy. Kipper like, is our... We, you know what I think? The first two weeks of the season, we were like, we need Kipper Nichols back. And now he's back and we're not even talking about him. The, only other, the only other name I would mention is Teji Atwood again. Index of 32, 26 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. Like him and It's kind of got to be him with those numbers, right? Him and Taylor, Taylor Johnson had a great game as well. But again, they're on a losing team, and obviously, he then he had a good game again in that second, fourteen points and something like eleven rebounds or something. But uh, Kipper obviously is on that winning team, so maybe we give Kipper the nod. It's up to you guys. Well, yeah, Kipper's our guy. Kipper Grant. I love a bit of Kipper. Manx kippers are the best. We, we need to uh, integrate him into a t-shirt. Remember the Red Dwarf thing? So oh, let's kipper, get it. Yeah, I'll, be, yeah, kipper, I'll be back for I'll breakfast. I'll be back for yeah. breakfast. <laughs> I had the t-shirt. I had the t-shirt that said, let's get out of there and twat it. Yeah, yeah, I had that. <laughs> that was a fucking brilliant t-shirt, that yeah. was. <laughs> Nicholson, you happy with that? Kipper? Yeah, happy with Kipper, yeah. Kipper Nichols. So now we need to decide who we're going to poll on this. Who's going to go out there for MVP of the week? Which one of these five delightful players? Well, I'm going to go. I'm going to lock in Jamel for the vote. Um, Grant, my man. Um, might be with anyone actually. Doesn't pick, pick one. Um, potentially have four in the vote. You can pick the same if you want. It's up to you. Yeah, I think I'm going to keep stick to my man Holden. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah. Holden's really took the, the game to London. No one's really done that yet. Hmm. Nicholson? I'll, I'll go with our guy, Mr. Kipper Nichols. Kipper's up for it. Adds my man, you have the, the last option. you got who you got left? Nick Lewis. Kimball or Nick Lewis? Kenzie or Lewis, yeah. I'm sticking with Nick Lewis. Nick Lewis it is. Sorry, Kimball. Kimball Mack. His day will come, I'm sure, with performances like that. Right. Green, do we do a Green of the Week this week? It's only Brad Green that prayed, wasn't it? Well, well Brad Green wins it. Right, Sash, there you go. Sasha's playing right now, but didn't you say that that was well, That's for next week, yeah. Yeah, well done, Brad. Well done, Brad Green. He nice has forced. taken the glass. Raise glass. I've got to open my can first. Oh, I'm on the cream sodas again. Nice. Smelly farts. Oh, that might be what it is. As if. <laughs> As if that would be the reason. Brad Green's 3-2 up now. Taj has, uh, after taking a blistering 2-0 lead, has fallen by the wayside. We'll do predictions at the very end, like we normally do. Um, do you want to... Oh, we'll look at the league tables at the end as well, because the uh, BTR Championship is hotting up to... I mean, I was going to say glacial degrees, but that's cold, isn't it? It's ice cold. No, I don't know. Uh, but it's looking interesting. We'll look at that in a minute. Let's do some questions, shall we, fellas? Let's do it. Let's, uh, we opened up the email. In fact, I will open the email again because I did put a thing out. I was on my way home to say if there's any more questions. We had a bunch of questions coming. I've screenshotted a load. So 
We'll pop them up uh, on the screen as we roll through. Let's, um... oh, hang on. <laughs> good, that's good. Let's uh, stop the old share just for a minute. We'll just we'll jump out of the pub so that we can uh, enjoy the questions. Question number one. Um, from Nick Dolby. I tactically blotted out the email address, as you can see there, because I wasn't sure how that would work. Uh, in order for the league and teams to be resilient and grow, which I think is something the majority of fans want more, uh, want more money needs to come into the game. Yet we've seen many fans' reactions to the involvement of the investment firm 777. Therefore, as seasoned watchers of the game, which club do you think have got their ownership model right to achieve those financial aims? And what do you think the perfect? Whoops. What do you think the perfect ownership model would be? Wow. Well, That's, I, I mean, go on, Ads, here. Yeah. I'll, I'll jump straight in with that. <clears throat> I think that the Newcastle Eagles have set the benchmark and Caledonia are now clipping at their heels in terms of who's who's got the best facility and all that kind of stuff. But now, nah, the Eagles, man, they, they, they've done it right. They've built that beautiful arena. Hmm. But, um, it's 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 on a main road. When you go past it, it says it is the home of the Newcastle Eagles. It's not, you know, like up here. It's um, the National Basketball Performance Centre, um, owned by GLL Leisure. Blah, 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 you know, it's the Newcastle Eagles gaff. And then you go in, and you see what they're doing there at the weekends with all the youth basketball, the way that it's set up across the the, the show court. Um, they've got their academy in there. They've got a gym facility in there. But w what they're doing is they also use it for other events. So they hire it out for boxing and concerts and stuff like that. And and that is a business. But if I owned a, cl a, a club, that, that I would absolutely be talking to them saying, right, okay, what's the best way to do this? Because mm. if you've owned your facility... You've got to make it pay for itself 12 months a year, not just during the season. And as far as I can see, Newcastle do a great job of that because they've got revenue coming in from the pro team, from the women's team, from all the youth stuff that they do, but then also by hiring it out as a venue as well. Um, anytime you go to Newcastle, you're welcome with nothing but um, hospitality and smiles, great people up there, great staff. And and I, I just really do think that they've set a benchmark, and um, it's looking like Caledonia are, are, are clipping on the heels a bit. Leicester, you can also say have done a great job, but they've been doing it for a long, long time. Um, but I think that Newcastle have just come in and sort of looked at everything and gone right. We're going to pick the best out of what what we can see, and and do it our way. So do you, do you think as well with Newcastle and, and Leicester to a degree we? We don't know where or how much or if there's been extra funding. Obviously, we get the impression there is more of a budget. Is that them doing a great job and finding that money? Or is that do we think that's input from, from the league, per se? No, I think they've done it off their own back. I mean, if you, if you talk to anyone about Newcastle, um, there's some people that would want them to be doing things slightly different to make more money. Hmm. than they already do. Um, I don't want to say too much about that, 
Well, it's to do with the foundation, the way it's set up. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. The theory yeah, yeah. that if they're not a foundation, they can actually print money, essentially. But yeah, yeah. You see, we need sustainability. Yeah. But, you know, but they're just making a massive difference, ads, aren't they, into the Northeast basketball? Like, they I really are. All I, all I keep seeing is if it's Dave Forrester or other people on social media talking about like their community leagues, their junior setup. Yeah. Uh, but then everything revolves around the pro team from being involved in things. The women's team's getting better. Yeah. I and mean, the footprint's been there. Leicester was the first one to have their facility. Yeah. Newcastle then took that, made it better. And hopefully, from my club's point of view, Gladiators will do that again. Mm. I mean, it's, it's like the first time I ever went up there, and I've been up to that arena a lot of times, I walked in and I was like, it's almost as if they walked around Bellevue and said, let's do this but do it better and, and, and all the little <laughs> things that are annoying about Bellevue at the moment they've ironed out just access mm. to the floor like to get into Bellevue is a nightmare for, on game night because you just get this big bottleneck in reception whereas the way you sort of get into the arena at Newcastle is brilliant and they've got the park, car park right outside but I mean I, I'm, I feel like I can offer um, a lot of insight as to what I've seen because I've been up there for BBL games, I've been for WBBL games, I've been for well, GP, yeah, games. yeah. But also, I go up there three or four times a year with with my Mystics teams. Yeah, so of course. Seeing how they do it from a youth level as well. They run um, it all through there, don't they? The youth they stuff. do. Um, and on on youth day, they, you know where the show court is, the the courts go across it. And I've been there before now, um, sat on the balcony looking down, watching my daughter's team play. And then looking over to the next court and seeing the the, the, the pro team shooting. Hmm. I think I remember sending you a picture. You did. That's right. Yeah. Just watching the Mystics, and then uh, that's cool. There was a couple of guys just 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 shooting, you know, while everything's going on. So it's just like that community feel is that everybody's kind of in there at the same time. And, and the Newcastle Eagles are very much part of the scene in Newcastle as well. Everybody knows who they are. Like the Giants, you know, these days still have that slight, you know, mm. anonymity that they didn't used to have. No. Sort of got now. Whereas the Eagles, uh, uh, you know, I mean, look at it when Fab left. It was on the news up there. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean, Fab's yep. a legend up there. And um, the Geordies really get behind the sport. Look at, you know, Look at the football team. They've sucked for years. And, you know, St. James's Park is <laughs> always full. Still full, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, m much like um, the Virtu Arena is full even when the when the team aren't doing so good. So. Yeah. So, new, yeah. Newcastle for you. Grant, my man. You're going to say Caledonia. Well, just to add to the, the debate, like, <laughs> having, like, been to Newcastle and seen all the good bits. The bit that kind of pisses me off about Newcastle is, like, you come in through the front door and you've got just a wee corridor before you go into the facility. Like, it, if Newcastle had a fan zone, it would be incredible. Like, it's just lacking that kind of meeting space for fans. Uh, and that's the one element that the Gladiators have already got. Like, it's just really cool place. You've got better food options. Hey, we've got a bit where you can just tap your card and it pours a beer for you. Wow. It's pretty cool. Pour your own beer. Tap. Just tenants on, and it's it's freaking good. Just lay underneath it. Unfortunately, there was a woman standing there thinking that would have been a bit weird. 
Um, it's a point well, of having all, autonomous stuff if you got to have someone standing there, eh? That just the police at Scotland. Come on. Haggis <laughs> um, like, dispenses from... next. Sorry, go on. <laughs> but like from we have a designated merchandise location, and it's a really cool place. And no one, no doubt, they're taking in looking at okay, what any kind of facilities issues they've got now. It's been used and and even simple things having like the main court, the practice court. Um, they're going to base a lot of their academy stuff off the kind of practice court into the main court. Like a two court setup is just phenomenal, and mm. obviously they've got plans for their main full arena to be like three or four courts. Mm. Um, so it's it's a really exciting kind of first bit to the puzzle up here. Mm. Um, whereas I know there's talk of both Leicester and Newcastle having space to expand, and that's pretty fun and exciting. Like it's disappointing here that like Bristol are having difficulties getting their kind of whole place just cleared off to kind of oh man it looks like it's not happening after we saw that report yeah hopefully the council throw that out and it can start because it'd be a massive shame Nicholson my man what have you got for us yeah I can't argue with either um Azul Grant um you're right Newcastle set the standard there's no doubt about that I've been up there it, it is fantastic what they do in the community is absolutely fantastic uh, their fan base is huge. Um, you know, they, they pack out game after game after game. Mm. You know, and I think where the BBL... Sorry, Joe, I know you're listening. Joe Edwards. Here's um, the BBL. Carry on. Where, <laughs> where the the league was... Um, the league. <laughs> when Newcastle created the benchmark was perfect for spectators to come in to fill arenas, to host international games, um, to to create like this buzz in the city was perfect. But I think where Caledonia have uh, have the edge is they have now planned for the future. Because mm. people keep coming up to me saying, oh, how are they going to fill that? How are they going to fill 6,000 seats? They're never going to do that. Well, of course they're not going to right now. That's, mm. that's the idea that they're, they're, they're building for what, is going to be rather than what is mm -hmm. when when all these arenas grow and all these teams keep growing and fans keep growing and, and the game keeps growing you have to look at all of the clubs and go actually what are they doing next rather mm -hmm. than rather than what have they got now and i and i think caledonia i didn't go up there but i spoke to pj about what his thoughts were on going up there and and he you know he was just like this is the best venue I've ever been to this is unbelievable, you know just to have your facility there to have your practice facility there to have the the amazing fan zone the dream uh, isn't it the sound was great the lights was great you know the the digital board in the big TV screen what they're doing there you're they're picking the best parts from people's arenas around the league and putting them into one place that was going to be my answer you know sorry I've got <laughs> sorry I've got a great fan zone. Patriots have got great lights and music at the pavilions. You know, Newcastle have got great seating. And, and they're just getting all these bits from every team and they're putting them into one place and going, hey, this is us. And if I'm honest with you, if money keeps coming into the league and, and people can invest in new arenas, mm -hmm. it's only as a minimum standard and what it should be. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that was going to be my answer. I was going to cheat and say, take him the best bits from every club and, and making it work for your club essentially is what 
teams should be looking at doing at least you know um let's go to the next question it is let's pop it up on the screen there dan spry how are we saying that yeah spry go with that uh what's the alternative strategy can we comment on on profile pictures when they come up i just want to see where where he is looks like he's having a lovely holiday that looks like america it's got skyscrapers in the background He's taking that selfie where he's like pretending someone else has just taken the photo. Maybe it's the Thames. It's not brown enough for the Thames. Mm, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, we're reading your question out. Let us know where you are. <laughs> he asks, what's the alternative strategy for getting a UK team into EuroLeague without said team leaving the rest of the league behind? Um, which is something that I think myself and Ads probably more than anybody else, get pissed off with the fact that uh, the Lions, obviously, you know, the salary cap went and they spent what they want and now they're trying to get in the Euro League. But what, what's the alternative to that? Do we, do we, go on Nicholson, what, you look confused, are you confused? I am confused. Like, what's the alternative? Well, I'll tell you what, I'll give you my answer. No, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 go on then. I was going to try and clarify a little bit for what's you. What's the alternative to going into Europe and not leaving everybody else behind. The alternative is, 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 is money comes into every club so they can get into Europe, right? It's not about, oh, no, I'm not going to go into Europe because I don't want to upset Plymouth or Cheshire or, you know, anyone else, you know. No, no, no. Everyone needs to come up rather than people trying to go into Europe but yep. being considerate that they don't want to slap teams by 20 or 30 right it's, it's got to be the reverse surely I would, I would that was what I was going to say is the, the the kind of the way the Eagles have done it the Flyers have done it and in terms of cost effectiveness as well the, the Gladiators with all due respect they're not setting the, the, the league alight as it were but they are in a, a higher profile European competition than the other two aforementioned teams and the spending isn't that much greater when you look at it that way than, than a lot of the league obviously the, the bottom end probably lacking in that slightly but I agree the the kind of dis, even dispersion of money and maybe even bringing a salary cap back in but setting a minimum spend rather than you know letting teams spend as much as they want because not all the teams can be able to do that not, no teams couldn't make the salary cap when we had one anyway back then but we want a situation where they can make it and would have a minimum spend per se. But that's that's. I mean, Ads probably agree with me. That's been our, one of our biggest problems with seven 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 and the way they've. There's just such a gap between what they're spending for the Lions and what they've spent on the league. It might have been a bit more beneficial to spread that money across and have more of our teams going to Europe. That surely is a better, and then the league's more compet- competitive as well. But Grant, my man. What do you reckon? I don't know. I'm trying to think of something different to say, but if we're talking about spreading the love to make the... As a league, we're only as good as our lowest component. Like, all we talk about levelling up and life, you hear it mentioned. Um, and, yeah, it's great to see last season London did decent in Europe. We've now got... We've gone from one to four teams in Europe. Um, hopefully... Well, Bristol got a win. That's unreal. Mm. Le- uh, Newcastle were unlucky. Gladiators should have beaten Freiburg in the BCL qualies. Mm. And 
we'll see what this week brings for all our teams competing across Europe. And it'd be interesting to see, like I look at the BB, the BBL this year, and it's really competitive. Like everyone's kind of beating everyone. Like Plymouth beat Sheffield. Plymouth lost to everyone else. <laughs> Oh, I so, it does. There seems a bit. There seems a bit of a divide between the bottom three and everyone else. Manchester may be creeping up with everybody else. To be fair, but yeah, and like Manchester beat Leicester. Leicester beat Bristol. Bristol beat. It's just mad. Like mm. so, in terms of like everyone, like it does seem there is a greater bottom level this year. Mm. Um, maybe with the exception of Nassau, as I said, there's been not really any massive blowouts. There's been actually there's been quite plenty. a few. Yeah. Like home teams blowing out away teams, so yeah, I I don't really know if that answers this question, um, but just trying to say something different, like yeah. That's <laughs> my man. I literally have got nothing to say about it. There's the, what what there. What do we want? Do we want me to do another rant on <laughs> the unfair distribution of money? I, I've just got nothing more to say other than what you've said, perhaps. Mm, yeah. I'm going to leave it. There's nothing, nothing to add to it. Fair enough. I think we're uh, we're all pretty much in agreement with that, and uh, hope hopefully moving forwards we we kind of get to see get to see that spread across the whole league and and everyone essentially because I'd like to see a stage at some point with only ten teams in the league. Obviously, we want more teams, but with only ten teams, I'd like to see a point where maybe all 10 are able to enter at least into the, you know, North, whatever it is. What is it? Northern European or... E- what is it? Is it ELE? Is it because there was or any European North Basketball League? Well, there was a competition back in the day that I'm sure was the NEBL and it was European competition, but I don't think it was a very long competition. I think it was like a couple of weekends. Or is it e- ENBL? Whatever, it would be great to see a situation where you know all of our teams are representative across some level of Europe, relative to being that there's only ten teams. Obviously, I understand if we've got twenty teams, that's a bit different. Yeah, but we should be striving for that kind of thing, maybe. But that's what we think potentially is the uh, is the alternative for that. Another question, Ad, you oh. might be. This might be better for you, Ad. Oh, what's that, Grant? Go on. Oh, we've just got to a moment where Newcastle are up six. Yeah, and it, we need to be watching the screen in this pub. <laughs> so there, if there was some way I could put it in the in the corner, that would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? I think we might get done for that. I don't know. Copyright. Good question. This one from from Ian. Does having Oliseni, Nelson, Soloadi, and Philip playing lots of minutes together for the Lions help GB more when it comes to qualifiers, etc.? Yes. I like that. I like that question. It's a brilliant question. That's one of the kind of good things about, or the good thing, I should say, about um, this experiment, as it were, is that those GB guys get a chance to play together. Um, Does that give GB the opportunity to maybe not have as many training camps now? Because there's a call there, and they can probably get away with... (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Send in a few. Yeah, get a few of the boys and the, send them to the copper box. Send them to the Lions training. You know, send them there instead. Adds one man. Is it? Is that a good prospect for you? You love a bit of GB. Just, just read the question out again. Well, hang on. I won't put it up because it'll take me a while. I'll read it. Uh, does having Oliseni, 
Gabe Olisoni, obviously. Uh, Nelson, Solowadi, Tariq Phillip, playing lots of minutes together for the Lions, help GB more when it comes to qualifiers, etc. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to double check I was getting the right end of the stick. Um, yeah. Yes, absolutely. I think it's a, it's a really great thing. I mean, I've been saying for years now um, that, that we need more of the GB guys playing domestically, and then here we are. Probably four or five years on from when I first brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's finally happening. Well, don't you, do you remember four yeah. or five years ago when I, I, you'd go and watch GB and you'd be going down the list and you'd know maybe one or two of the players um, and you'd be like, who's this guy? Mm. You know, where does he play? Whereas yeah. now, um, the more GB guys that are playing in the BBL, the bigger the crowds that are going to be when oh, they play. A ten point game. Home. Because oh. you, you, you go into the game to root for your guy. And the fact that four of them are on the same team there and there's other guys dotted about the league is brilliant. And and having those four players on the floor all the time, yeah, it does does help out because they you know, they they're getting to know each other better. Hmm. So no, I think it's a great thing and it's a it's a really good question that because it's uh something that we haven't picked up on yet and I'm glad that someone's pointed it out so yeah you know I think it's also like the league is from a British talent point of view more guys are playing here maybe Brexit's helped us maybe the one advantage of Brexit mm -hmm. guys for the, for the whole world GB basketball's got better um, but like having those guys but like going, days gone by who were the 2012 Olympics it was Drew Sullivan and Nate Ranking were the only really BBL guys Everyone else played across Europe and the world. Then for a while, it was like Gareth Murray was maybe one or Keen Achara. And, and it's just slowly increased year by year. Whereas now you're saying you've got like Gabe, Tariq, Mo Solowade. Mm. Um, there's a lot more of a base guys here, which even just from a being around each other in games, being opponents is going to be better for our potential. And this is what really kind of pisses me off that we didn't go for the... Olympic qualifying tournament this year. Hmm. Like we're basically saying, we're not good enough. We're going to give it a miss, and yeah, just hopefully we. Isn't it typical though? You get to this point where finally the, the GB team's got a real shot at becoming <laughs> having a public face in the oh, UK. Yeah, and, and then we decide to do that. But you, you know what? It's the good thing as well is that it's the really good GB guys. That are playing in the league now as well, you know, yeah. guys that are just on the squad. I mean, Gabe Olaseni, that's a huge one. You know, we had Ovi Soko playing back in the in the in the in the BBL. Um, I mean, for me, the, this marketing thing. I, I mean, this is probably going to rattle some feathers, Ooh. but quite frankly, I don't care. This whole thing about marketing the British Basketball League around Sam Decker for me was bullshit from the start. And I'll He's tell you not, why. not even the Lions' best player because, at the moment. Yeah. Because one of the best players in the league right now is Jamal Anderson. And Jamal Anderson should be the guy that they, they market this thing around. Guys like him and Tariq Phillip and Gabe Olaseni, they can be your faces because they're accessible stars. I mean, Ads, they did do that promo video at the start of the season, which is Jamal. But that video's kind of gone nowhere else other than that one clip. Exactly. I'm sure that Where that wasn't got... just Jamal. That's very yeah, yeah. good yeah. steal by Jules Dangakodo, and then he gets no. I know. Him. I'm just saying Jamal's obviously the one who goes and gets the block. Yeah, 
and I'm no doubt that was a day's full of fi- but filming. They, they and had we've a got... chance. A but chance he's so marketable. Feature. These they guys a... are so marketable. Yeah. And and the guys that were there, and I'm not just talking about George, right? The guys that were there, they had a chance to feature multiple players, British players in the league in one video. Yeah. Um, you know, um, the, the, these um, guys are... One guy. These guys are becoming more and more marketable, um, and especially with what, what Jamal did at the at the Commonwealth Games, you know, his face was out there. They, they mm. need to be jumping on these opportunities and you know, it, you know, he, some kid in inner city London, who gives a shit about Sam Decker? Some kid in Manchester, who gives a shit about Sam Decker? Whereas you say the word Jamal Anderson in Manchester now, the kids love him. Yeah. You know what I mean? You say Tariq Phillip down there in London, or um, well, Nelson, L- or Nelson. Gay, gay yeah. Battle, you know what I mean? Well, Sharma, Sharma apparently is a fan favourite. Yeah, uh, Sharma. You know, what there's, I mean? a, there's so, a place for both, isn't it? In in my head, right? Because I I hear what you're saying, and I think I think there is right, for, the kids, for the kids of today. They want to see that guy that's won the gold medal. They want to see that guy who's come from the, like from their local club and and, and made it. They want to yeah. see for the for the fans that you know and just look and, cool. And I, and I hate to go back to it, but the fans who like are NBA fans and not British basketball league fans. Maybe someone like Sam Decker's a, a good shout, you know. But there's there's a way to mix them all in, surely. You know? but, it, but it didn't it didn't sort of bring the, the the British sports media to a standstill that an NBA player entered the BBL because it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. Who, oh, we who, had a few, didn't we? Sam, De- Sam Decker, well, nice one. Now, you know, we obviously had seen his name before. Um, as, as, as hoop fans, but you know, to so the general public, it's like, oh, that guy played in the NBA, and it's like, well, who is he? Sam Decker, never heard of him. You know what I mean? It's hardly getting, um, um, it might be because he went, he went NBA, then obviously, to well, he University. didn't have a very good NBA career, did he? So, yeah, that, you know, it's, it's, it's hardly Nick Nurse getting Dennis Rodman for two games. It was a bigger, it was a bigger, oh. exactly, it was a bigger NBA thing. The Oh God! What was his name? The big man they had for most of the season before Master he went. Scoopers. Yeah, that was a that was a bigger NBA signing. They made a bigger the, deal and, of NBA. And Liggins as well. Yeah, Liggins. It was funny because uh, I was on uh, watching some on YouTube, and you know when you sort of go do something else, you come back in and it's gone to the next thing. This, this Cleveland came game mm. came on, and it was just like having this big focus on DeAndre Liggins. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, this is mad. He was a good defender. He had a good. He had a good. Team. Put it this way: Sam Decker's come back for his first game back, and they're losing at the moment to the Eagles, who've been struggling. So, I think uh, Matt Morgan's a shoe in for the MVP this year. Anyway, let's. Um, oh, we've got a question. Uh, well, we'll ask it. He's being cheeky, but I think it's going to backfire a little bit. If I'm honest with you, there he is, Matt Hardy, BBL Daily. I've been hovering over send. But just as the BTR Championship ignores the Lions, should it now predict second to ninth? But I think that's really mean on the uh, Scorchers, isn't it? What? Well, they haven't won yet. It's them at the bottom. I think he was having a dig at the Pats. I'm not sure. <laughs> but the Pats are above Surrey at the minute. Because they've beaten us three times. Bless him. Congratulations. So, uh, quite simply, Matt, that's a waste of a question. He, I've got to say... Matt, bless him. He comes. I come very close to contacting him and saying, "Come on the show," and then he goes and drops something really bitchy about Pat's being shit. And I'm like, "Oh, another week you got to wait." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Pat's are shit. 
I can't believe. Yeah, I was going to say, is he lying? <laughs> no, he's not talking shit at all. I, I didn't say he was talking shit. I said he comes out with shit. Oh, like, did we watch them not play any defense on Thursday night? Hey, Mate, don't you, don't you tough... start get me involved in conversations about that? It was a I, tough I, weekend. I don't want to get told off when I go in the office tomorrow. This question's a little bit more. Uh, it's not a Flyers fan. It's uh, it's from Ash, who's normally very positive about the Pats. Asking, is Raoul Graham Bell making himself Bristol's MVP? Uh, no, not currently, but he's making a big impact. Yeah, I think he's, he's huge. He's made such a massive impact there, yeah. like, like he did player. when he, like he did, you know, the first season in the league. He was my favourite player reckon, at the Pats that season. I reckon he would, if he was fit last season, that that Newcastle team of him at the oh. four. Would have been really that. That would have been a massive oh. piece. Mm. They would have. They would have made playoffs easy. It wouldn't have even been close. I don't think. If that. If that had been the uh, the situation. If he'd have been there for that. He is an exceptional player, and it's very good that they've managed. It's very fortunate, maybe, that they've you know lost a player who'd never actually played a minute, but was an import player and could you know could have had a positive impact to then pick up Roel Graham Bell. Just almost on the off chance and having for the rest of the season that is a hell of a pickup. yeah um, because everyone thought Christian Cunningham was going to be their, Bristol's guy hmm. and their guy's gone down and they've just picked up a British guy they've now got an import slot available and British guy can do a bit of everything they're, they're obviously spending good money this year I, there's no question about that hmm. to, to get what they've got they are spending good money of course mm-hmm. none of these guys are a, a, a cheap. <laughs> so we need, a, we need some budget information. We're never going to get it, but it would be they're, good. They're spending it well. Yeah, they're spending it well. That you know, they're not by any means like you know the bot in the bottom two of, of budgets in the BBL. So they're they're spending they're spending their money very well. Absolutely, Ali Gilfillan, BBL Maths with the hard hitting questions. How many of the Eagles players and coaching staff are on that team at Christmas? Well, if they win tonight, all of them, they'll never be. Able to win. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, let's see what happens tonight. The only downside for this for the Eagles I mean, is that this game will have no... I mean, they're absolutely flying tonight. They're 14 points up. And it means nothing for the BTR Championship. No, so I was just literally just going to say that. It means nothing for that. Taj Green's having a massive game. That could go towards Green of the Week uh-oh, next week. Uh-oh, though. uh-oh, uh-oh. So I thought that uh, Laurie Austin was about to throw an alley but so... <laughs> No, he fouled right. someone. What do we think to that question then? If I mean, it's obviously the Eagles have struggled um, of late um, up until this game against the Lions where they look like they may be able to nick it. Um, plenty of time left in that one, but they are they are stretching their lead. It's not something that anybody expected, really. Um, go on, Grant. Just watching in this game right now, like I know we're not going to talk about it, but all, Lions are playing Olaseni and Sharma at the same time. That's not happened all season. That is a weird choice. Like it's because Defoe's been massive. Mm-hmm. Taj Green's been massive. Yeah, they're going head to head with him. It's obvious, like, isn't it? Yeah, they've, only got, they've only got four on the bench, of, of which they've used three. So, yeah, for Newcastle, though, that's the thing. They've got the guys that Spencer or Spence on the bench has not played a single minute. Um, is that a bit of a wasted import slot? Yeah, if he's not. Uh, you wonder if he's... It's, it's not when you've got like Brits that good because wherever they're American or British it becomes Spence, Spence injured isn't he it's can it's Kande that hasn't played any minutes he's not listed Spence 
Yeah, suspense has been there all season. I don't think he's even played preseason. No, so they must they, they must see something in him. Um and think that he can make a massive difference for him. But he's kind of similar to a Josh Ward Hibbert, the guy Whitford, you go, they've got a lot of same guys. It's working for them tonight. It didn't work for them against Sheffield. They've got to do something disastrous to lose this game, if I'm honest with you right now. Yeah, they've yeah. got to really or, throw or, it. Or, or London have got to do something. Or London turn it on. Yeah. The second coming, Sam Decker puts it in the basket. Seven points and struggled at the moment. It was his first game back, obviously. Matt Morgan's been held. He's had 17 points now since I've been looking at live, live stats. Not, he's only just, not that that means anything. He's only just come back on the floor. Like He, he oh, sat yeah. for about... Lines at the end of the third quarter there. He, sat, he was had, sat, yeah. had Sandy and Caboza playing for about five, six minutes. And the game at that point was only four or five points. So it's inter- actually really interesting that coach... It's not young blood tonight. It's the, the main man's back. Oh, give Youngblood uh, the job for Christ's sake! Yeah, yeah. Blood is Blood has been is back in his number two chair, and it's not looking good for Lions. They're forcing a lot of shots. We, we said we said in shows previous that this Newcastle team is like it was if you were to pick players from across the league, put them in one team to oh. beat Lions. That this is well, yeah. The, yeah. it's an all star game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and they're, they're, doing, they're, do, they're doing it right now. Yeah. They're doing yeah. it right now. Hundred percent all star game. Jordan Johnson's out rebounding Josh Sharma. Madness. Anyway, sorry, well, that Jordan, wasn't anything to do the question on you. We're doing a running commentary on the game. Well, I think not, you know what though, it's actually quite fun doing the show with the game on in the background. I've got to say, <laughs> so for all my bitching about the scheduling, I don't think any diet. No. Do we think there's going to be any big changes at the Eagles, or are they just going to yeah. play what they've got no. to the end of the season? They'll figure it they've out. Spent, they've spent far too much yeah. money to do that. Very oh. early, very early days. Grant had some inside information at the weekend. Everyone, <laughs> hey, they're spending big money. I think Come it's clear. You. I think it's clear. Looking at their players, that they spent big money. There's, there's mm-hmm. not, yeah, there's, there's, it's not like you can disguise that one. No, the All Star team, the BVL All Star team. Another question. Ian again, is there any basketball players that you always refer to by their full names? Um, I think there was a little thread on, that might be on the Discord actually, referring to players that when you say their name, you have to say the whole thing. I think Charles Smith was one of the names that came up on that one. Um, Larry Austin Jr. Larry Austin's another one. Taj Uh, Green. Yeah, Taj Green. There's quite a few, but my, um, Nicholson, you got any? Any more? I don't know, LVC Dusha sometimes. LVC Dusha, TJ yeah. Atwood, yeah. Well, yeah, like, we're problem. We got two Johnsons and we got two TJs, so we kind of say all of them by their full name. Yeah, true. <laughs> Mark Loving. Mark Loving. <laughs> that just works so well, though, doesn't it? McLovin. Gotta love that. Gino Crandell. Although this is this is what I was going to say is that you've really made it if you're known just by your first name, and Gino was Gino yeah, when Gino he was in the league. Gino. It's like Michael Jordan was Michael. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you if you're known by your first, and I always refer to Ramon Fletcher as Ramon because that's or all you Fletch. need. Fletch. Well, Fletch is the one that, that, that bangs around, but I always I always refer to him more as Ramon. Well, everyone because they're besties. Um, I, I, I strive to be different. Who's the other one? There's there's more like that as well. Um, I just thought of one. Alton Bird was always Bird, but that was Larry. Bird. Yorick. Oh, Yorick, yeah, just just Yorick. Yeah. Randy Duck, you have to say his whole name. Oh, yeah, Randy Duck. 
This is the thing with like Sterling Davies with, with Randy Duck as well. With Randy Duck and and with probably Lovin, Mark Lovin, right? Mm. Because it depends whose name you say before or afterwards. Can like really confuse people. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like Duck Pablo. What? Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where? I'll be like, where? I'm hungry. Bring the orange. Where is it? Um Benny Cock. Cock, yeah, well, this, this could be a problem if Mark Lovin and Bennett Cock played in the same team, right? Because if you uh, know their names, <laughs> <laughs> what about what about Paddy at Wang? <laughs> that could happen this season. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Kipper is 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 just Kipper. Kipper, yeah, I like that. Kipper Nichols. I would say when we did our we used to do our broadcast, Mister Nicholson. I did find myself saying the players' whole names quite often. I yeah. don't know why. It's just, I guess, like you grow up watching basketball and listening to people like Marv Albert and that who would who would tend to say a whole name <coughs> rather than just a surname. Yeah. Especially on a highlight play, he would rattle off the entire name and fill the whole thing. Michael Jordan. Yeah. It's a good question. I like that question. Nice one. Um, let's. Uh, we've got a few more. Ads, you, you'll have to shoot at some point, maybe, but we'll, uh, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Let's um, let me bring up the next one. I'm struggling to bring up the next one. This one is from oh my man, the the the, the man behind our graphic for um, Aaron Rye recently. Fantastic work. Um, very thank you very much to him, of course. Uh, are you guys trying to read that? I can see some of you squinting at the screen. Um, I'm going to say here again, Lloyd, as in Lloyd Is Gardner. that a question or just ranting? No, there's a question at the end of it. He can't stop players doing dumb shit at important points. They defend the inbound perfectly, just a poor decision with the finish. Wang doing horrible pass behind the back of the player for an easy turnover. With Surrey, it really is about personnel. Personal? Personnel, I think he means, I feel. Put Lloyd, put Lloyd Gardner on Newcastle, and do we think they're playing as bad? I like that question because I think we asked it on the bonus part of the podcast last week uh, if PJ's coaching Newcastle are, are they further Ooh. up the table and I think we all agreed yes is that this do we agree the same thing with Lloyd Gardner he's done a good job with with good players hasn't he yeah we previous um, obviously with London um well, he's, he was a bit was shafted in that situation, wasn't he, in terms of they didn't finish the season? Yeah, so but... I, I always feel sorry for Lloyd Gardner, hmm. to be honest, because... He fa- he he's did... another one that we always feel name. Lloyd Gardner, yeah. Lloyd Gardner, yeah. yeah. No, that's because I mean, of what... Nigel Lloyd, and that's another one when you say the full name. We, we know <laughs> how good a coach um, Lloyd is, yeah, we've known that for years, but he just always ends up in difficult positions. You know, like with the London thing, and then you know it wasn't it wasn't an easy time at Manchester mm. when he was there. You know, and and it's out of the frying pan into the fire, going to Surrey. Mm. You know, so I always feel bad for Lloyd in that. I think he's a, to to an outsider that doesn't know his history and what he did at Barking Abbey and whatnot. You sort of you, you know, oh, this 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 coach is having another lose the season, um, and I just think with Lloyd, his time will come. You know what I mean? I think at some point he will get in a position with a team where he's got a chance to become a great, 
you know, an all-time great coach. It'd be great for him to have the opportunity, wouldn't it? That's the thing. Yeah, it? yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's giving guys the opportunity um, to, to, to be able to do it. I mean, look at Stoutle right now. You know, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, we were going, uh, what's going to happen here? Mm. Tonight, it's looking like he's going to pick up a W against... Six uh, points up, less than five minutes. Up. It's... Uh... See, this is this is what I'm saying. This is this is where you worry now because both teams just blew a couple of chances. Wide, both teams have had wide open looks. Yeah, so I would say the last four plays have been wide open shots, and they've all they've all just taken threes. Mm. Like Grantham, there should have easily taken a couple of steps forward or gone to the hoop. Well, there you um, go. Lloyd Gardner. As it um, unfolds, you go can, like Lloyd can coach. There's no mm. doubt about that. Like he. He can he can coach like I've heard on from numerous players like you know who's worked with him like the guy can really coach um, yeah so it's, it's a question which you know you it's hard to answer really isn't it because it, I don't know been asked the question so let's try and answer <laughs> maybe maybe it's the recruitment rather than the coaching was he. They're clearly an upgrade in players from last year. Like, oh, that's no, for clear, sure. Clear to be seen, and they're playing some times some nice basketball. Like, they maybe just don't have necessarily the depth, or they're relying on a lot of experienced guys. Andrew Lawrence to stay fit, Hale to stay fit, um, Steele to stay fit, Justin Robinson to stay fit. And if they do that, they play some nice stuff. They're going to beat teams. I'm not. They're going to get wins this year. Paddy Wine's going to get better because he's another one coming back off injury. Yeah, they forget that as well. Like I think a lot of people forget that. Like he missed the last couple of games of the season for it, and mm-hmm. he was uh, yeah. Paddy Wine was pretty legit in this league, so time will tell. Time will tell. Abs, random question before Pabs goes to the next question: Why do Manchester Giants have ticket sales on every BBL game? Yeah, I've noticed that. That's quite weird. What? Is that the Sky game? Gladiators had it last week. It's, it's as if it's Manchester's week to do it. But is it, are <gasps> they on Sky? If they're on Sky, then that makes sense. They'll want to film no, that. It's not on Sky. I, every YouTube thing, yeah, I've seen it on hmm. Digital Board. It was on Digital Boards at the Gladiators Pats game. Like I'm just constantly seeing tickets for Manchester versus Bristol on everybody else's games. And uh, have you bought a ticket yet? Can't say I have, no. Oh, maybe it's not working. Well, we've got a long question here. Um, I, know, I know at least three people that are going to that game. Is it? Well, there you go. <laughs> Once yourself. <laughs> You're in the know. I can't go. I've got practice. Uh, Tell you, this season will be the least amount of games I've ever been to because of this schedule. Because of this game. Oh, two-point game. Right. <laughs> question yeah. from... We may just need to do live comms for egg. the last two and a half Well, it'd be a bit of a waste because this podcast goes out tomorrow. <laughs> it'll be fucking done. <laughs> Hit the live button keep, right keep now. Us posted, obviously, but uh, tough question. This one, it's a very long question, very much hypothetical question, and probably a loaded one from the Pats fan. But I'd be interested to hear our thoughts on in the era we uh, when we are seeing clubs build or starting to have control of their own venues, and at least two clubs struggling to build or find new homes. Flyers, Pats. Should the league and owners be looking to exploring the idea of relocation for clubs in that situation? The idea being that it's either a temporary or permanent relocation to an area as close to uh, 
geographically as possible to their current home city or town so they can have control or more control over a venue and all the benefits that go with it e.g. flyers moving to Gloucester or Swindon uh, Pats to Torbay or Exeter all hypothetical but we've seen it happen with Lions Gladiators so be interested to hear what you think I think the Lions thing when we talk about the Lions Torbay well, Bay, mate, it's like 40 minutes away. When I've got talk, when let's we move talk, Plymouth when we, to Bristol. Bristol okay, to hang Plymouth. on, hang on. When we talk... That's a, weird, that's a weird one. When we talk about the Lions, what we've got to remember is the path they took was a path that Vince specifically wanted to get that team in the capital. Like, it wasn't, oh, last chance, we'll have to go to London. Like, he wanted to get that team in London, and, and he did. And it's a, Well, in a hindsight, you're sort of going... They would probably have been better off if they'd stayed as Milton yeah, Keynes. Of course. They didn't have anyone to play though. That was the yeah, that was the issue. Unless you know High ball game. Develop, maybe that maybe that's it. Maybe that's the link. They moved because they had nowhere to play. And they, he wanted he did want to get them to London. What do we think about that? And it reminds me of something that Richard Keyes said on a broadcast not that long ago regarding football and how team Newcastle United <laughs> should have training facilities and player um living arrangements nearer London and just play their games at St James's Park <laughs> so the players live near London where they want to be and travel to Newcastle just for games uh, yeah. but that, that happens in this league Paul have examples Ads will have examples yeah. I've heard examples of hmm? players oh, the Levinovich brothers they'll only, <laughs> they'll only come to the British, even British players only come to this league if they end up in London hmm. So what do we think of the relocation idea? Is that... Uh, Nicholson, you had your hand up. Go on. Don't forget this is on video. We can see your face. Yeah. I've, it, for subscribers. It all, sounds, it all sounds so simple, doesn't it? Like, when you say it like that in that question, it all sounds so, so simple. Move to Torbay, to Exeter, to Gloucester. Don't forget, Gloucester tried to have a WBBL team. Something went wrong there. Mm, that was Just weird. let you know, Grand Torbay definitely can't facilitate... Uh, an arena where well, might be able to the reality is actually every single one of those locations could facilitate arena because every single one of those locations have land mm. Plymouth have land Bristol have land there's, there's loads of it about but it's not as simple as going oh yeah we'll have that bit of land please mate and I will build an arena here it it doesn't work like that, not that it really doesn't there's, there's councils involved there's investors involved there's building involved there's foundations involved there's counselors you, know, you you look at different locations across plymouth you, and you go oh that could be perfect and then you do the measurements and then you go uh actually we've got to put on um two thousand people on here can can the land was dealt that way oh no it can't right let's move to the next one oh will a council let us set oh no they won't or will the this investor do this no they won't or you know this there's endless things other than just Oh yeah, let's build an arena. You know what I mean? It's if it was that easy, if it was that easy, every team would have it done, and they would have had it done. It's that easy. We built, we've done an arena in four months. <laughs> the building bit's relatively easy. Sorry, it's to to it's, normal it's the build up. It's the build up to the building, isn't it? Um, and if obviously every team had a load of money, then it's a different story, right? Because I remember, I remember when the the, the Turkish guys came to Plymouth. Yeah, and that I tell you what. Local council had a meeting with them fairly quickly. You know, um, if you've got the right money, 
and you can pretty much buy what you want. Mm. To be honest. But that is, you... Adzo, man, how long have you got left? I've got like five to minutes. Do you, do you reckon we could bang out the predictions quickly in that time? Well, I'll just send you mine if you want. Oh, I do that. Yeah, send me, send me yeah. yours. I've totaled up from last week. You had a blinding week, by the way. I did. It's uh, <clears throat> almost a full house, were it not for the Sharks, which I picked up, beating the uh, Gladiators. No one's talking about that ads, please. Sorry. Is that, is that relocation question, like, as in relocating permanently? No, it makes it sound like until you can, you know, find something. Oh, so he's kind of basically, oh, because Pavilion's expensive, can you go somewhere yeah, else? Yeah, can you relocate and, and play games there? It's, yeah. a, it's a long way for your fan group to go, that's the problem. Yeah, that's the thing. When you, you there's, a, there's a cost involved in that, isn't there? Because if yeah. you relocate, there's still a rental cost, and that rental cost might get covered because you ain't got any fans coming to the place and, mm. and whatever else. So, yeah, there's... Yeah, there's... there's I don't know. It's, let's, it's, let's have another question, shall yeah, we? Very complex question. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't. I, I, less than two minutes to go. This is intriguing. <laughs> yeah, this game's alright, you know. Email from Alex Hill. Sorry, everybody that's listening to this tomorrow when the game's already finished. Um, message: Which would fare better in Europe? A leisure centre era Eagles team coached by Fab and Dave, but with no extra imports, or the present Eagles side? Hundred percent present Eagles side. He's going present Eagles. I I would yeah go I on. Something to go the other Eagles to be honest. It's not as easy. I, yeah, I'm not finding that easy to answer no, if I'm no. honest. On, on paper, obviously this one, but because when you look at when you look at one of those leisure centre era teams that swept the league, I mean, if you take even if you take fourteen fifteen. Which is arguably just outside of the Leisure Centre era. You've got Ramon Fletcher on that team, and anything with Ramon is is going to be. I wish he'd, you know, been able to play in Europe in his uh, in his Eagles team. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure. Nicholson. We can. I'd like to combine the coaching staff and go with the present team. Oh, oh that'd be awesome. Fab, yeah, that's yeah, a good answer. answer. And, and, and Stuart was a free coaching on the coaching team. I think that would be f- sick. I think that would be ridiculous. Ah, what have you lost today? Answer. My marbles, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to say his bearded dragon for a minute. We haven't seen the bearded dragon for a while, lads. Is it, it, it all good? Yeah, oh yeah, there he is. All you can hear now is the dog. Oh, oh, can, you, can you see all of that question? That's quite a long question again. I don't know if I'm going to be able to fit that all in. which club do you think would be the most interesting to follow? Yeah, I get it. So yeah, so with the do that show again. Oh, if we yeah, if we're going to do Baller's documentary again, which team? Do you know what? I don't know, not... but I would just get a camera on Matt Morgan. I'd, I, Ugh, I'd do that'd it. be I'd, sad. I'd do it on the Moss Side Tropics. Oh, you mate, is that coming out? It's, it will one day. It will one day. But seriously, the most interesting ones... I Lions think, up by one, yeah. ...would either be Manchester or Plymouth, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think the Plymouth would be very exciting. Manchester would be as well because of lots of things. 
I just think every team would be really interesting. Do you know what? Yeah, literally going to say. Make a, you could legit make a case for every team because yeah, yeah. of, like, we all kind of know what happens in these clubs and the hardship it is just to get a game day on the going from, like, the amount of volunteers involved to some of these guys coming over, having to work extra jobs. Obviously, we had Johnny Bunyan the whole bit. And, like, there's characters five, like five jobs, Johnny. There's jobs up and down there's uh, players there's jobs there's players up and down the league Johnny Five Jobs <laughs> there's players up and down the league that are in similar situations yeah I was going like, to say I'd be interested in any team and even the Lions I'd be very interested in a behind the scenes thing of them in Europe that would be great fun like the trials and tribulations the travel the everything that goes into being in a, in a European competition but yeah I'd watch any any team like a little, little camera sat next to me you know where PJ moans at me for not making him a cup of coffee in the morning I think that yeah <laughs> I'd watch that that'd be great fun <laughs> but see the second see the second part of the question I would love a behind the scenes of that oh hang on let me, let me... Dennis Rodman is that on top of that is, is there a historical club run in a particular year that you would have loved to have been given a behind-the-scenes perspective, yeah, this can include Bright- amazing success and catastrophic failures. The, the Brighton Bears, the oh, Rodman season, and also and also um, the last season of the Giants when they 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 won and then the Cut Group just pulled the plug in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, that'd be an interesting. That'd a be se- some episode. Well, I was going to say a season and a half of. Uh, London City Royals would have been pretty. Yeah, I mean they did their little thing, but you never really saw that the, side of it. The, 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 I tell you, the documentary to end all. I mean, my my documentary partner Phil Matthews have, have tried to get it going. Will be the the two years that United had the team. Oh wow! Yeah, because it was so close to the football team. Mm. You know, Jeff Jones told stories that he'd go in for physio, and it'd be the same physio that did the the the, the footballers. So he'd be sat there with like Brian Robson and Norman Whiteside getting treatment. Isn't that the season they played Jaws and Petrovic's? Yeah, yeah. Um, what? Where was he? Jolay, I want to say. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm sure I, that I was played them and gave them a run. That would be good. The Giants season you said where they that that would be epic just to see that whole season transpire where they win. You know, they get to the end, they win the league, and and. And you know all the success. The and go, right, they, so. Well, they went into the hotel across the road, wasn't it? And they all got given twenty grand. They, they were in the locker room. They were still locker in the locker room. room. All given twenty grand, and then told it's not happening again. That's it. We're done. How I, I would like. That? I would I like. I want to see the Raiders. Last season, the Raiders. The COVID <laughs> season, Raiders. Start to. Can we just not speak for the last ten seconds of this game in regular time? London have the ball, ninety-two all. It's in Matt Morgan's left. hand. Yes, I'm on 17 seconds. Oh, my days. No way. Oh, I thought he made that as well, you know. Oh, it's not... oh. Are we all, Overtime, on, are all on delay? I'm going to be cutting this bit out, I think, aren't I? I'm on eight oh, seconds now. <laughs> I'd, spoiler alert, he doesn't make it. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this could be bonus pod material, I think. Oh, man. Newcastle have screwed themselves here, man. How can you be 14 up? Has Stuttle Stuttled this? There's people in the uh, the th- the comments saying this is rigged. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's almost four thousand people watching it. There was none of them at the fucking copper box. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, lovely a stuff. Rat just ran past my window. Well, you need to get that sorted out, mate. That's not good. I think he's just using us as a gateway to the next door, to be honest with you. That's all, mate. It's half nine. How are you, how are you fixed? I'm good. I'm good. Keep going. Another question? Yeah. Please Let's uh let's share the next uh, the next question. Oh hang on, I've lost the question again. about the documentaries. That was a good question. Yeah. I like that one. Got some good listeners, man. Question from John. Uh was Newcastle's theory of buying everyone's best players and throwing them together the expensively <laughs> wrong option? Or is about the coaching... to find out. Yeah, yeah. Can or we is... come back to that one in five minutes after overtime? Or is the coaching issue the problem? That team is heavily underperforming and shouldn't be. That's a that's a heavy question. And like you say, they're having a good night tonight, or they, they may have uh, missed their best opportunity. Is Taj Green sold out? No idea. Um, Jordan Johnson's not looking very happy in the timeout. Um, but I, I see. I understand the question. I'm not. I'm still not convinced the recruiting's been. It's not that they've not recruited great players. It's just that they've not recruited uh, a balanced not, squad. A, if you a like. great team, you know. What I mean, it's mm. like we said it last week. It's all guards, isn't it? Yeah, it's not. It's not enough balance, and they they may be finding that out to their detriment. Um, there's a lot. Of, I mean, this this is this week alone is. I've heard more that they've about them spending, you know, a lot to get these guys on the court together, and you you know you can see why there's some top level players there. But yeah, maybe, you don't get Jordan. Yeah. You don't get Jordan Johnson coming back to this no. league from Germany for hmm. peanuts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tosh is out of the game, by the way. There you go. That's a big uh, big loss for Taj. Who knocked that down? That was a hell of a shot. Anyway, um, <laughs> now you got me watching it now. <laughs> I'm just a big massive basketball fans. And I can't, yeah, well, there is that. Um, this is what happens in any other pub, though. So on the bomb, and it? Yeah. Distracting. Distractions. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, Newcastle's first offensive overtime, and Larry Austin, who would normally crash the baskets, decided to dish it out for a Del Pesh mid range jump shot. If I'm London, I am laughing at that. Yeah. Let him do that all day long. Yeah. So is it is it more coaching? Is it more that we you know Stuart was it's his first kind of crack at it with these guys? We need to let things settle. Yeah, but every year is his first crack with a new bunch of guys, isn't it? Let's well, last year, last season coach. literally was his but first year. I wasn't think it? I don't think he's a bad coach in the slightest. I think no. uh, I think there needs to be some money invested in the in the staff around him. Mm. You could look at London and you you see it when they had that that huddle then in just before overtime. The amount of bodies that are in there doing something, saying something. Too uh, much. Yeah. Well, look how Jordan Taylor's not playing tonight, but look how involved he is at every huddle. Crazy. He's always involved. So my thing on Stuto is to be for GB guys to want him involved and happy for him, for our best talent to come over, they must respect him as a coach. Yeah. I've just seen you know six mean? people. Yeah, you would have thought. I've just seen six people that aren't players high five a London player when he's coming off the bench, right? So there's a staff of people there, you know, a very important that, that, staff. That, that crowd under the basket isn't spectators, it's just London's entourage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. On, right, let's, uh, let's hit you up with another, another little question. Um, 
Uh, this is going to be my last question. Go ahead. This is your last one, is it? Uh-huh. Well, hopefully it's a good one. I've not proofed it first. Who knows? Let's see. Um, <laughs> a message from Gary. The Gladiators seem to be struggling to be consistent at the moment. Both Surrey and Plymouth on paper should have been utter blowouts, but neither lived up to expectations. Sheffield could have... Could have been closer, but they seem to struggle with creativity while under pressure. What are they missing? Are they a top two, four spot contender? Inconsistencies away from home is feeling similar to how they were last season. Um, I mean, well, I kept, I did keep saying this, and it, partly to, to wind Grant up, um, that the game against Sheffield was their first challenge this season so far, other than the Lions. And the more you look at the league table and the kind of split between bottom and top the more that becomes apparent but you know, similar to, to Stuart in a way it's early days but they did have the 10 days off and have come back obviously beat the, the Patriots who everybody that last weekend seemed to have a go at um, but couldn't get it done against Sheffield we've underestimated Sheffield are Sheffield better than we think well obviously yes because we all had them bottom um, and they've been a revelation since making the new additions, Grant, my man, let's go to you first. You're the you're the glad you're the man on the ground, the new uh, arena and everything. Go on. So, I was one that was saying it was going to be a big, massive ten days, and the two players I thought that they would maybe look to make changes are probably the two guys that have rebounded rebounded the best. Mm. You had um, Trent Buttrick in our All Star Five last week. Was it last week or week before? Yeah, the yeah, Buttrick was. Oh, I'm not sure. No, last week it might have been. Yeah. So you've got people, and Mihailo Jovicic the past two weeks has been much better and stronger. Um, for me, the Sheffield game, look at the stats to that game. Our two big men combined for, I think, one point. Wow. Clifton Moore took zero shots. Farrell made one free throw. Had, I think he took one I think Farrell took one shot, maybe two shots. I almost put, if you put aside the, Sheff, the Sheffield game as one of these games that, you know what, it didn't just work. When are you ever going to have a game where those two guys take no shots between them? That's mad. Yeah. Like you would you would expect gladiators would go into that game, you look at Farrell Ali Hodge at Clifton Moore and think, you know what, we've got better better big men. We need to put them to work. It didn't work. You know what? No. Sheffield played really well and played really good Sheffield basketball. When it comes to the other games, when you speak to the guys post game, they were all like, Yeah, this is one game we've just not been clinical enough at the end to, to like Gladiators went eighteen points up in Plymouth and kind of the same against Surrey. And never kind of went fully like inserted the sword to kill them off. Mm. It was just you know what we'll step off, we'll let them play. Um, like Plymouth, Plymouth were eighteen points down. Guys were struggling to come back in defense. Like they totally switched off. That game should have I been felt done. That, I felt that was a blowout. Like I, I know they the Pats came back and but it, it was kind of done. It, it was it was courageous that the Pats kept going, and I know PJ was happy that they did. But that game was over. Yeah, and it, it was it's definitely one of those ones that. You speak to the guys post game, and it's like a couple of baskets. Like Trent Butchick missed at least three or four easy layups. That's in eight points there. Um, and I think this Gladiators team has got all it's going to take. I think is one blowout win mm. for us to just go in a row. Hope the, the interesting part is home and away. Um, I'm really tempted to do some. I looked into it last season when we did when we had this kind of question about how our team's doing at home and away and I think we're at that stage in the season maybe after next week where we'll see 
how dominant it feels teams are at home compared to away. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think Sheffield's place. I feel like the Gladiators and Eagles did similar mm. down there. Both kind of teams went to away from their strengths. So it's an interesting couple of weeks starting in Europe. Two weeks, two games a week, or maybe even three games in eight, nine days coming up. It's going to be a test for any squad. Sure. Yeah. Um, and. I think we'll not. I don't think we'll see a night where both Clifton Moore and Farrell Hodgic, like Clifton Moore, did nothing that game. Look at the stats; he did absolutely nothing. And he's he, been, he started to come good as well, hadn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He, so either you put that down to some really good Sheffield play, which is potentially the case, because um, they did play really well. But also you've got to think this guy's good enough to get his own offense somehow, mm. and that didn't happen. So yeah. Adds one man before you shoot. I'm just watching Gabe Olseni take over <laughs> here. And that is what he's doing at both ends of the floor. Now, does as he, he, do as you know what? I, I just want to... I've got to shout out Cheshire Phoenix this week while we're talking about this sort of stuff because did you any of you guys see the game against the Giants? Yes, that's all most of it. They they were awesome. Man. Yeah. And it's great to see Ulf back on the floor. And he Ulf's made some... He made a touchdown pass as well, yeah. Dude. And I also want to... Shout out my buddy Greg Wilde as well because he saw some minutes. Yeah. Um, in, in the last couple of Cheshire games, but no, Cheshire man, they're playing nice basketball. And Aaron Rise on the sat out as well. Yeah. Uh, they're playing. He's they're playing nice basketball both home and away though. They're one of the, the few thing. teams. That's the thing. Better and away. Sheffield is. I mean, we we were all down on Sheffield at the start of the season, but Sheffield have come out and done their thing, and mm. what Ben Thomas is doing over there at. Cheshire is unbelievable because they're playing some good basketball. I mean, they owned the Giants in that mm. game. You know, there's no two ways about it. They owned him. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this one pans out with, with Sheffield and Cheshire and where they finish, etc. Yeah. So. Sweet. Right. On that note. Good man, yeah. Out of here, Thanks for joining us. We'll uh, we'll catch you again. Hi, ads. Later, man. <laughs> cheers for cheers for the drink. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll pick up the tab, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> just 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 send me just send me your money, okay? <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> nice stuff. One more uh, question. It's the last uh, question. Oh, oh go on! What you? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Let's get. Yeah, yeah. Let's get your shout on it. I forgot. Yeah. We went Whatever. straight to. <laughs> Stop pouting. Come on. Whatever, mate. I still think Gladiators are a two to four team. Um. I. I oh yeah. Sorry. I agree with that. I think they'll be a top four team. I, I haven't yeah. seen anything other than a blip to say otherwise against one team who've been playing very well. Um, you know that the league is. Yeah, you said it earlier, Pabs, and, and Grant, you've said it. You know, obviously, I know there's one team which hasn't beaten certain teams. You know, we've lost to Bristol three times. I'm not hiding it. And we got blown out by them three times. It's obviously not a very good matchup for us. Mm. You know, but when you look around and use that as an example, um, you know, close enough to Gladiators than any other night, you would say that's a good effort against a very good team, you know. Scored a lot of points. Yeah. Yeah. Come close to beating Manchester, come close to beating Leicester beating Sheffield, obviously losing to Bristol three times. And then all of a sudden, um, Bristol got blown out by Leicester and then Gladiators uh, losing to Sheffield. And, you know, it's just, 
it's it's proper weird, you know, because on on any other night, some of those results could have just swayed the other way. They just could have. Yeah. They didn't, but they could have. And and the conversations we have today are so different, and that's what's making this season really exciting. Uh, but I don't think Gladiators, with with their quality that they have and their depth, should be anywhere outside of that top four. No, I think we all all agree on that. Go on, Nicholas Grant. I think you've just got to look at guys like Pat Whelan, guys like Farrell, even guys like Prince Onwaz, Fraser Malcolm, experienced guys in this league now who are going to help drive that team to wins regardless. Mm. It's too good of a squad. They'll, they'll, it'll, it'll all click in. And like you say, teams Everyone, are, There was someone saying, like, is that squad too good? And I'm not sure how a squad can be too good. Well, in the same vein as, as Newcastle. Like, but it feels like it's more of a rounded team than Newcastle's team. More, more of a, a balanced team. Yeah. It's just getting it. There's going to be teething problems, isn't there? It's still mm-hmm. early. They've played less games than I think anybody else. I'm not sure. Yeah. With the ten-day layoff in the European game, so yeah, I think uh, watch this space. But they'll need to start picking up some wins against the likes of Sheffield and whatnot. That they're kind of their games. They need to be they need to be taking these games. Right. Last question from John. Hi, lads. Noticed that the Knicks Giants game. Uh, it was the Giants assistant coach doing most of the coaching aspects such as drawing up plays timeout huddles tactics etc is this normal considering the head coach was in attendance but taking a bit of a step back not sure if it's a discussion point but just something i noticed during the game all the best lads john that's interesting i didn't notice that and ads has gone we could have talked to ads about that one i should have i should have prepped that a bit better is that normal uh, nicholson uh some leagues but obviously we're not used to seeing it in in, in the british basketball league because Yeah, budgets, budgets being budgets like they are, is you can afford to pay for a head coach and you might get a volunteer assistant. Yeah. Uh, if you're lucky, you can get a paid assistant. Where obviously there's certain leagues in, in the world where you get two or three full-time paid coaches um, who all have different strengths, you know, and, and, and a good head coach mm. doesn't care how they win. A good head coach will go, will, will, will huddle with their assistant before a timeout. Or, or you know, ahead of the time. Yeah, sorry. Or like, do you know sometimes when you see a timeout and the, the two coaches will get together, have a little. Yeah, confer first. Yeah, yes. That's or, right. or they might have had one while the game's going on, and if the head coach thinks what you're saying is right, cool. You you go tell them because the players will have the respect for that as well. Mm. So um, when um, back in the day when PJ had uh, Danny McGee, Danny McGee was a real. He was a really good tactician and he was really good uh, at scouting and, and things like that. Um, and him and PJ worked really, really well together. And you would never be surprised to see one or the other doing the talking. Yeah. You see Rob Panostro and you see his guy Pablo. Um, yeah, those guys, again, they, sh- they share the load. Um, I, for, for me, a high-level basketball, it's something that you, can, you, see, you see a lot. Um, in, in the league we're in now, you don't hardly see it at all. No, if, yeah, if any. Not, not something you see a great deal, but maybe that's something that he's his coaches, you know, does and has done in the past. Allows the assistant coach to take more of a, an active role, or or even to the point where he, you know, he's more has more impact in in terms of 
what they do in training. You don't know what these guys do training-wise. Um, and, and I think this is maybe a situation where it could be we could leave in a better place. And it's maybe just the type of relationship the Giants coaching staff has and maybe it's the head coach has done all the prep during the week and the assistant coach is picking up some defensive things. I don't... I Maybe almost like coordinators type stuff um, as Tariq Phillips looks like he's been chucked out of the game he's just um, hit a big three though that's pretty and much he, sealed it yeah yeah and he's been ejected he's been he's out he might be he's left the arena he might have said that his celebration with some passion potentially because I, I, obviously we haven't oh, got the commentary possibly. we don't really know no but he that's kept the... chatting on the bench so I think oh, he's really? been and they've just shot tees so <coughs> wow he's potentially just made this could, that could have been the icing but hey ho Anyway, um, it's only 30 seconds left, yeah. I do think it's a bit odd for this stage in the season under a new head coach as well. Yeah. I'd, like, different maybe if it was even Rob and Pablo, but you'd still accept the head coach to be the centre of the huddle. Um, of yeah. Giants seems to be, stands at the side. Um, yeah, it's a. You see it in the NBA a lot. If, it, if I mean, if that's ultimately they got the win, obviously. Um, on uh, well, no, did they get the win? They beat Leicester, didn't they? Was that the, the Friday nights? It's not the first time he's done it. I've seen it. Well, I was going to say if he did it there and it worked, then you do it again. And you, 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 All season, he's done it. I think go. he's done it every game. I don't. I don't think it's like a. Hey, do you know what? You have a crack this time. You know, I, I, it's it's obviously it's obviously planned out. It's obviously yeah for, for what they are talking about in the timeout. Yeah, the assistant coaches obviously knowing what they're doing. We're just not used to seeing it. We're just not used to seeing it. Well, we're yeah. seeing it now, and what we are seeing now is uh, I'm not going to bother about the PBL championship because I don't care. The BTR championship, and I've just I had a brainwave. I know at the bottom right. If you can see it, I'm not sure if our ugly mugs are in the way. There is the golf trophy. I've had a thought now, fellas. Bear with me. Okay. Still have a golf trophy. Instead of a the man standing on the top, we have an actual golf ball because a lot of the times on the TV timeouts particularly, they use that graphic and it looks like a golf ball in the middle of the BBL logo. How perfect is that? That links it all together. Whatever works for you, man. <laughs> Anyway, look at that table and think how on earth we've gone from three and zero to three and one, and could have been four and zero right on top of the table. That tells you how close this BTR champs is. Could have been top. Phoenix have been there now for two or three weeks. Leicester obviously missed a chance to go up there on their own. It would have been five and one had they beaten the Giants. Bristol had a better week. A couple of wins for them. Um, I think they have three wins on the trot now. Bristol, or maybe four, because two two of them were against the Pats, obviously. Sharks picked up another win. They've played seven. Pats have played seven. They're one and six. Eagles are the team that's sliding down two and three right now. Uh, and of course, Surrey yet to pick up a win. Um, look, looking at that, and I know Giants have. have Newcastle kind of... two and four now, my friend. No, oh, there you go. Oh no, they're not. Be next you're right. week. Yeah, it'll be next week. But yeah, yeah. I get you're, you're you're not wrong. It's you know we'll we'll update that next week. But um, it looks to me. I did a little article on the. Uh, Pab's thoughts regarding pantheons. I love a pantheon, and I thought I'd do them. It's basically like a, I don't know, what, what do you call it? The power lead, or whatever you call it. What do they call it? Do you know what I'm trying to say? No. The, the teams that are, uh, are currently hot go to the top of that list. 
I can't think what it's called. Hootsfix used to do one every week. Um, it's a, it's more. Go on. Running? No, I can't remember what they call it. Running yeah, larger league. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember what it is, but it's basically setting out the league as we see it. Fit. It, it, to be honest, it doesn't fit in with this BTR Championship. What I wrote, I had uh, Leicester and Caledonia kind of in a league of their own. Cheshire knocking on that door, but very much in a group with Sheffield. Uh, and Bristol um, and Newcastle potentially, but again Newcastle drifting down. Oh yeah, because yeah Newcastle won't be affected because it was a Lions game, so it doesn't affect this league. But um, it's interesting, and it's uh, didn't get as many shares and likes this week. So I don't know if people are a little bit uh, timid of it. I'm not sure, but it's uh, it's not gonna it's not going away. We're gonna keep it going, fellas. It's that time we need to do some predictions. Ads will message his in, unless he has done. Let me just check and see if he's messaged it in already. Yep, he sent me his penciled image from his famous notebook, which hopefully oh. will be up for grabs at the end of this season. Or no, indeed, no. when he's when he gets around to finishing said book. Um, I want, I want Ads memoirs. Ads memoirs. <laughs> ads his memory. I want Ads his memory. <laughs> I'll give you some totals. I totaled them up, um, thinking that we'd be in a rush to have to do it before ads went, but he's written them in. But I did total them up. He had a great week, ads. He only got one wrong, so he jumped from seven points to 17. He got seven right. That doesn't Adam, make sense. Why? How can you jump from seven to 17? Oh, sorry, 14. That's me reading the next column. Uh, he's on 14. Uh, Nicholson's on 17. Ad- AB, Adam, who was uh, watching the game avidly tonight, uh, is on 23, tops the group. Grant's on 20, and I'm on... I had a good day. I only got two wrong. I got nine, I'm got i on 19, uh, which leads us to this week's fixed There was too many people taking the same picks this week. You going rogue with Sheffield was like the only one. Me, and then Ads as well. Ads went rogue with Giants. Oh, did he? All right, yeah, okay. Giants in that... Uh, was it Giants-Leicester? He picked, he picked Giants for that one. So he uh, he pulled a he pulled a fast one, um, and came up uh, came up trumps. He must have had inside information. Uh, so nineteenth is the Thursday game. Manchester Giants at home. Bristol flies the visitors. I can tell you um, straight off the bat that uh, our man Ads has gone with Bristol. If that's uh, helped you uh, wet your whistle on that one. Adam will probably message his in at some point. AB, that is. Nick Nicholson, where are you going? Uh, Flyers. Same for you, Grant? Yeah. I'll go Flyers as well. Um, so no diversity on that selection whatsoever. <laughs> Everyone's playing for the points now. It's all up for grabs. That's the only game on the Thursday. We go to the, the Friday... Eagles at home, Leicester Riders, the visitors. Has the uh, has that Lions game turned their season around now, the Eagles? They came three points away, was it, in the end? Have Eagles got a game in Europe this week? I believe so. And I think they were talking about it in the Discord, um, how Europe will affect them this... I, wish, I think they were talking about this week. I'm not sure. But uh, have they got enough about them after a close loss to the Lions to topple Leicester uh, Leicester had a little falter again this week which made people question them but well I'll, I'll go Riders straight away um, Grant my man um, mine all depends if Newcastle have a game this week so two seconds 
talk amongst yourselves. Yep. Just listen to the ambient bar sounds. Uh, it's on a loop, so maybe you'll hear the same sound over and over again. Although the loop is an hour long, so not not looped too many times. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't think Newcastle have a game this week, so I am going to choose Leicester Riders. <laughs> You're an ass. <laughs> Had you started writing Newcastle? I uh, had already written Eagles, yeah. Nicholson, where are you going with this? Is it a zag from Nicholson? Ads has gone riders just to tempt you to zag even more. <laughs> oh, his little face, he's he's behind. He's he's last. Oh, and he's not last. Ads is last, but Ads missed a whole week. <laughs> I'm going to go Newcastle. He has. Much to the delight of the uh, crowd, he is gone. Newcastle. Uh, next up, uh, Sh- um, I've lost my place now. Sharks at home, Lions, the visitors. <laughs> Ads has gone Sharks. He likes what he saw uh, with regards to the Eagles, possibly causing an upset. He's gone Sharks. Is everybody else going Lions? Yeah. Yeah. Do we think that that's... Uh, a bit of a wake-up call for them, or is that them trying to play it close and make it more entertaining for the fans? I don't know. Conspiracy, conspiracy pabs has got his conspiracy hat on. No, just me. Okay, Saturday, twenty-first. Scorchers at home. Giants the visitors. Ads has gone for his trusty old Giants. Is this the opportunity for Scorchers to pick up their first win? It feels like they've got to to me, so I'm going to pick Scorchers. I feel like it's a game they have to kind of win, otherwise they're going to they're going to slip a little bit too far away. Pats may be in a similar situation as well, where they they don't want to get too far. I know there's a lot of games left, but with Surrey, it feels like they've just got to get over the line on one game, and then it's yeah. Go on, Nicholson. Uh, Manchester. Bollocks. <laughs> Is this a zag from Pabs? Go on, Grant. Nah, I'm all in on Surrey. Let's go, Surrey. There we go. I don't feel quite as mental now. That's good. Um, the other fixture on the Saturday, Flyers at home, Eagles are visitors. I'm not sure that's an easy call, actually. What's, what's what Ads game? done? Um, Flyers, Eagles. Flyers at home, Eagles are visitors. Here's a question I wanted to ask, actually, while we're in this situation now. Are we not putting enough kind of or given enough credit or gravitas to the fact that um, teams, when they've got a heavier schedule, aren't necessarily winning on those turnaround games. Eagles struggled when they had a bunch of games in a row. Flyers struggled when they had a bunch of games in a row. Pats have had a bunch of games in a row and have struggled. Took advantage of Sheffield, who obviously had a back-to-back as well on that occasion. Are we not putting enough stock in this, or is this? It's going to happen all up? season. The the scheduling is all over the shop. Like we got so many games coming up, it's it's just going to be it's going to be the norm, isn't it? Yeah. There's a lot of games in small space of time with with four teams in Europe. I just it's just not going to change. Well, both of those teams, Flyers and Eagles, have got this is their second game of the weekend. Ads has gone Flyers. Grant, oh man, where you going? Hmm. See, Eagles stole a win there last time, didn't they? Yeah, they did, early on in the season. They absolutely stole that one. And I think in the Battle of the Green, Haj won it that week, didn't he? He did, hands down, in the first quarter, I think. 
but that was without Rowell Graham Bell, wasn't it? Uh, a possum. Yeah, it would have been. It was early on. Let's go, Bristol, then. Here you go, Flyers. Nicholson? Uh, Flyers. Oh, I fancy a zag on that then. Eagles for me. Hooray. So it's like, listen to this. So in the space of 11 days, gladiators are off to deepest, darkest Transylvania. Oh, on Halloween. On the 18th of October. Close enough. Um, I know that would be cool. Nicholson's been shed. pumpkin picking already. <laughs> he went pumpkin picking in August. Um, <laughs> hey, the home, price. To sh- home to Sheffield on the 22nd. <sighs> I put mine back out. Hoover. Sorry. Home to Anvil Lokovic on the 25th and then home to... Okay, there are loads of home games. This is all in October. This is before the end of October. We play one, two, three, <sighs> four... Four games in like 11 days. And then could, on the 1st of November, we're away to Bilbao. Could have done with that 10-day break kind of Jesus now, Christ. really, couldn't you? In the, first 11, in the first 11 days of November, we've got like one, two, three, four, five games in the 11 days. Well, hopefully that score that's will come good. That's what you get for playing Europe Cup. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings us neatly on to uh, Caledonia Gladiators on the Sunday at home, hosting the Sharks. Uh, are we all picking Sharks on this one? Just kidding. <laughs> Grant, where are you going? Oh, this is massive bounce back. It's, it's, it's got to be for this squad. Um, I don't think certain players can be so ineffective again. So, yeah, Gladiators. Uh, Ads has gone Glads as well. Nicholson? Prize of that. Um, Glads. Wow. Oh, it's, the, it's a double zag for Pabs. He's going Sharks. <laughs> why not? I did it last time and it worked. It's unlikely to work again, but why not? Lions at home uh, to the uh, visiting them is the Surrey Scorchers. We all go in Lions, no disrespect, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Adds his adds his lines as well. Although I, I had to look, I wasn't sure because obviously he's been he's been picking against them. Although Nick Nicholson, you picked against them with Nick, didn't you? Last week. No. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. That was one of your <laughs> drops. One of your drops. Yeah, you didn't have a very good week last week. Bless you. He never has a good week at this <laughs> shit. <laughs> I got That's glad for it. Let's see where he goes for this one. Let's see where he goes for this one. Let's see if he puts his money where his mouth is. Cheshire Phoenix, top of the BTR Championship, take on the Plymouth City Patriots <coughs> in Cheshire. Nicholson, wow. who's already gone against the Pats this season as well, let's not forget. Go on, where are you going? It's an underdog story. We're gonna, PJ's going to rally the troops and we're going to Lay the phoenix to rest. Extinguish the phoenix flames. <laughs> I, uh, I can't. I can't go against my team twice, can I? I was only no, against. That's I why you. I thought it'd be funny. That's why you but, never win this competition. I know. <laughs> Ads <laughs> has gone. Nick's after all of that. Uh, Grant, my man, where are you going? Where is this game? Um, does it matter to you, Grant? Does it? It's matter? in. It's in Cheshire. I've forgotten the name of the leisure centre. What's it called? Cheshire Oaks Arena. How's my port? There you go. I mean, this game's got a 100% Plymouth get absolute scalp, doesn't it? 
It feels that way, but I'm, you know, who am I? So I won Cheshire. Yeah, I'll go Pats. Why not? Yes, Pats. Appreciate you. Well, I've got to be honest. I went Pats for that last game against Flyers thinking they can't lose three in a row. I'm going in with the same mentality on this one. They can't lose another one. Uh, and Taylor Johnson, is here's my prediction. Taylor Johnson is going to go off because he's going to want to prove he's the better NBL player. Even if Aaron Rye's not playing, he's going to prove a point. He's going to he's 30 points, I reckon, we're going to get from him. That's my, that's what I'm, that's what I'm going for anyway. I hope you're right. I, on this note, perhaps, I'm glad if you're here. If, if Patriots beat Cheshire, oh, here we I'll go. Open this on the next show. Oh, the Patriots red wine. I will open the Patriots <laughs> wine on the next show. I'm still waiting on my bottle dropping. Okay. So, on your what? I want the bottle. I want a bottle of Patriots wine. Yeah, club wine. They say they sit around the office drinking it all day. If we beat Cheshire, <laughs> I don't know who PG does his teammates. That will be opened live on the show. <laughs> is it a you... screw top or is it a cork? It's a screw top, mate. Skate. Skate. Oh, Grant, my man, you got to meet the great. Uh, Mr. Coach Paul James, Mr. Paul James, oh, lovely conversation with the man. Isn't he lovely a true con- gent? Yeah, he was a big fan of Pablo Cheats. Was he? Less said about Nicholson the Bear. Oh, poor <laughs> old, poor old Nicholson. <laughs> I love. I, I do want to do a, a podcast with PJ and just talk to him about all time the old days. Because when I, the couple of times I've been in the office there and PJ's been there, we've just talked about all time starting fives and things like that. And rattled out a number of players here, there, and everywhere, and it's it's great fun. Uh, Nicholson, anything to say before we go? Uh, yes, I have. Go for it. Ooh. That sounded no. serious. In the pub. No, 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 no. Um, Open a bag at of peanuts. At the beginning of the show, we literally uploaded our our podcast uh, special. Ah. Um, the Black History Month special. So on, on that nice one, there it's um, with TJ Atwood, Mason Faulkner. Uh, the lovely Christina, who plays for our women's team, uh, myself, and uh, Kada Smith, who is part of Rhythm City Dance Studios and Plymouth Argyle Football Club. Oh, cool. Um, we did a, it was an hour and a half long episode, and we could have gone a whole lot longer, if I'm honest with you. Hmm. Um, just, uh, yeah, talking about Black History Month and, and, and uh, things like what it what it means to people and maybe asking a few questions that people are uh, a little bit scared to ask well, so like we, why is it why is it only a month yeah stuff like that you know and we went into that and good we, we went into you know things like is it, it why is it wrong when people say they don't see color and, and, and all sorts of stuff like this so we we really got into it um and discussed some some topics that people don't normally discuss so that's that is now officially out on youtube and on your sort of your podcast was your can i just ask a question regarding that podcast mm-hmm. was your anus twitching quite a lot while you're doing it <laughs> it's weird. one of those subjects isn't it <laughs> it's i'm actually you know what i won't lie and i even said it on the podcast i didn't feel qualified to host that no podcast. you don't do yeah but that's not part of the issue but that's part of the discussion right oh cool nice you know um so yeah we know we really did get into it it was it was a really really good episode um ever so much that fingers crossed i'm waiting for confirmation sky sports might be interested in doing something with it sweet Uh, 
potentially Plymouth Argyle Football Club as well. So, Good work, sir. Good work. Fingers I look crossed. forward to listening to that. Yeah, I've got a couple to catch up on, actually, still, with the Pats podcast. T- well, listen to TJ Atwoods if you haven't already. So, yeah, I haven't. I'm going to get the on guy that. is just a nice dude. I still He's haven't listened to the Jacob guy. Wiley one, the hip-hop, the hip-hop legend. Yeah, <laughs> he can rap. Has anybody found that his rapping rapper's name? No, not yet. We we will get it off him. He find has it on a Spotify, Spotify track apparently, and find no one it. can find it because it's hidden. Gotta find the Spotify track. <laughs> Shout out to my mate Danny, by the way, who is the manager for Switch Disco. Anybody who's heard of them? A couple of big tracks in the old top ten. Went number two, three, something like that. One, I don't know. Grant, my man, anything to say before we go? Um, I've got. How fucking long have we been on here, by the way? Because it didn't we start at eight? It's at half ten. Go on, carry on. Sorry. Oh, they get a special every time. The four of us don't often get together, and we and we were commentating on a game. For some of it, this will be irrelevant by the yeah. time this drops. So I've got to cut that bit, uh, those bits out. I can't be bothered. Carry on. When have you ever chopped anything out? Um, I've got uh my weekly gladiator gladcast dropping. Um, I went with gladiators are on. On your mark? No, I can't remember. I went for something. One of the one of the suggestions you one of you guys made for my weekly show, but also recorded a Europe Cup preview with nice the the man himself, Josh Bet, last night, which was pretty awesome. Oh, the man, um, the myth, the legend. The man, the myth, the legend. He made in the he made he's the first one of any of the Wolfpack, the BTR crew, to make an appearance in Gladcast. Well, I've never been fucking invited. You know, I know that's whatever. True, sorry. whatever. We, we had a chat earlier. We had a chat earlier. I've just bit on first. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, not even a founder member, but carry on. But <laughs> <laughs> awkward. But yeah, so that's going to draw. <laughs> to be honest, there's a ton of content I'm dropping probably tomorrow, which will be caught. PJ going to be on? PJ will be on the Gladcast weekly. PJ's will live before you. <laughs> PJ's, PJ's quote is in the paper from, from, the, from what you give me. <laughs> It'll be in the paper tomorrow. And I think it's on, online now. So if you want to see what PJ says. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do all of it. I only did bits of it. Did the old dot, dot, dot. I mean, you're welcome. Look at that. <laughs> that, that. Sharing content. Sharing is caring within the... Hey, the Nicholson, group. I didn't even have to ask for it either. <laughs> he just sent it. To be fair, you I'm asked joking. for it. I was packing away the game day. I'm joking, I'm joking. Bless you. You're a busy boy, game days, I know. Okay. Yeah, lots to go now. I'm sorry, go tune on. in. Tune in. Gladiators tip off at four o'clock our time on Wednesday. Good stuff. Get on in the bus. Wear a brightly coloured t-shirt under the basket, please. I'm not going to be going to the game. It's in Romania. Oh, I thought you were going to try and go to some of these. Yeah, but not Romania. It's Halloween. Oh. You're going to Transylvania. It's irrelevant if it's Halloween or fucking bonfire night or fucking Easter. Barons. Barons night. <laughs> like, the team are having to go, like, commuting like 12, 14 hours or something to get there. Oh, that's. So, when you add in all that to the amount of games they've got to play over the next month and a half, that's uh, really... And the travel, yeah. You should clock up the travel. Thing. Clock up the miles they've done. Just in the um, BBL, the miles they do is insane. Yeah. It would be interesting to see. Oh, sorry. This yeah. is. The interesting sad sack stuff that one of us might do eventually but it would be interesting to know who travels the furthest to the season our photographer <laughs> that didn't come on this week so he's already down 500 you his, miles you should see his jump shot yeah last season he done six 
just over 6,000 miles, and the only place he didn't go to was Caledonia. It was too close. He wanted more of a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll move our arena to out of Glasgow and move up to like Aberdeen. Aviemore. <laughs> Maybe Inverness. Maybe up, up to Inverness. Flights and everything else and hotel and stuff. It's beautiful up by Inverness, isn't it? Um, God's country. I have a question for you, Nicholson. Mm. Is there still, uh, at the game on game day, is there still tables up the top at the back if I want to go and sit up there and write? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, good. That's a good. That's Just one let question. Me know if you, let me know when you come in. I'll, I'll reserve one for you. We're away. We're away, aren't we? This week it'll be not till the twenty fifth. So I'll probably be working, but I might be able to bomb down afterwards. Sheffield I love shop. having these chats now. Like you know, these are sort of chats why not text each other? But like we're in the pub. We're in the pub. What are you got to talk about? I've got like I'm going to drop something on you now, fellas. A little what? bit of a bombshell. It's, it'll be good for the bonus content, people. My wife and kids are going away for. Four, three or four nights. Oh, yeah, perhaps. You're yeah. in half term. And ideally... Are we being, invi- are we being invited to an empty at pubs? <laughs> are I'm we working, all going to sit in our pajamas I'm working every day. basketball? I'm working, I'm working every day. However, I would like to try and record something every day that we can then put out on the bonus feed if that fits in with everyone's schedule. I think it's going to be half term week, which is next week. I'm not sure if it's at the beginning. Will you be available again. Wednesday? No, I'm working when I think I'm working Wednesday. Possibly. No, because they they're going away while I'm working, so that what they come back and I'm off on the Saturday. Ah, so. oh, see, we could get you on on Pat's pod. I'm working. Oh. Get you in the will, BBC studios. I will come on one. I'm sure. It's fitting it all in, isn't it? But yeah, I'd like to try and record something with you fellas, whether it's one of you, two of you, all of you, um, and get some get some extra. We've got to try and do that movie draft. Because we promised it, and then ads <laughs> Thursday night. Ads was like, "Did you mean tonight?" Yeah, I thought you meant tomorrow. Like, <laughs> so you, do you know you could tie in eventually? Hopefully, when it happens soon, you could tie in something with PJ's 500th game. Oh, that like would be good. 500 huge. league win. Mm. Yeah, when we beat Cheshire, as predicted. That Maybe next season. Maybe <laughs> next season. Easy target. <laughs> Cheeky bastard. What's your name? Matt Hardy. <laughs> right, fellas, thank you for uh, joining me in the pub. Everybody that's listening, thank you for popping along and uh, sampling a nice tipple behind the bar. Oh, was that last orders? I, I should have. The bell's gone. Did you not hear it? That rung. I've already had no. that. It's the mental note now to pop a bell in there. We will have the uh, Cheers theme tune to play us out, though, because um, it's a banger and it's a classic from back in the day. Uh, and there we are. That's it for us. Thank you very much, fellas, again. Uh, thanks for listening. Until next time, take it easy. We'll speak to you soon. Ding, ding, ding. Time at the bar. <laughs> I don't have to have the ringing bell now, do I? Anyway, let's go back to our pints. Anyway, fellas, let's uh, 777. Everybody knows your name.
fall out of bed, Mr. Coffee's dead. The morning's looking bright. Morning's looking bright. And your shrink ran off to Europe and didn't even write. And your husband wants to be a girl. Be glad there's one place in the world where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. You wanna go where people know people are all the same. You wanna go where everybody knows your name.